Guardian Unlimited. David Miliband, Secretary of State for the Environment. You're in Nairobi on day four of the climate change talks. Perhaps you can begin by telling us what bilaterals you've had in the last 24 hours and what the outcome of them was. Yeah, there's been two tracks to the last day's activities. One track is the informal dialogue in the convention with the range of governments, but also businesses and people from community groups. And the star of that show has been Nicholas Stern. The Stern Review has caused really worldwide interest. And I've just come from an absolutely packed meeting of about 450 people crammed into a very hot room uh, debating with Nicholas Stern uh, the economics of climate change in different countries. In terms of uh, our own work, I've been meeting minister to minister with teams from India, from Brazil, as key representatives of developing countries, but obviously also working closely with European colleagues uh, from Germany. And I'm just about to go into a bilateral with Argentina, which is obviously in a sort of interim position, a country that isn't one of the poorest countries in the world, but but has also seen itself as on a road to development. Right. Now, the country you haven't mentioned, and one of the biggest sticking points of this conference, I assume, is the United States. Do you believe America's position on climate change may change now that the Democrats have control of both houses? Well, I always say when asked about the United States that it's vital that the Americans are part of a global climate change agreement. And certainly it's the very strong position of the British government that we need a successor to the first set of commitments under the Kyoto Protocol that was agreed in 1997. Those first commitments run out in 2012. We need new commitments after 2012 without any gap between the first set of commitments and the second set. And we need the Americans to be part of that. I believe they have a huge amount to gain from being part of the international framework and a huge amount to contribute. Uh, Obviously, though, this is an issue that crosses party lines in America, as we discussed yesterday. The Senate rejected the Kyoto Protocol in the 1990s under President Clinton. The current administration has pulled out of Kyoto. Obviously, we need bipartisan support in America for uh, restarting American engagement. The Americans, obviously, because they're not signatories to the Kyoto system, uh, have got a slightly different role in this negotiation. And we are at a critical stage in this conference of the parties. We're about halfway through the ministerial segment, which started yesterday and concludes tomorrow night. And there are still big issues to be resolved. I think there's been progress on the development of adaptation funding and systems to support developing countries. There's still a lot of work to be done on a range of other issues, and we need all countries to to cooperate in that. What sort of issues are you looking for cooperation on? There are big issues about the transfer of technology. Um, That's partly about turning research ideas about solar power or wind power into real projects on the ground uh, in uh, developing countries, notably uh, in respect of energy. Renewable energy uh, issues are are very important, and I discussed them with the Indian uh, yesterday. But then there is the uh, third test that I've set for this, which is how much momentum can be generated, how much drive can be generated, not on the short-term issues of adaptation or technology, but on the medium to long-term issues of how we get a new international agreement to succeed the first set of Kyoto commitments. One thing that people sometimes get confused about, they, they sometimes say Kyoto runs out in 2012. That's not right. It's the first set of Kyoto commitments that run out in 2012, and it's absolutely vital that we send a clear signal from here that the world community does want a new set of commitments for after 2012 without any gap. Do you think any post-2012 agreement could work without uh, the support of countries like America and Australia? I think we need all countries in. That's got to be the starting point, because all countries are going to have to make a contribution. It's important to 
say that while a country like Britain has hard targets, hard and binding targets as a result of the climate change bill that was announced in the Queen's speech yesterday, it's a founding principle of the UN process that other countries, notably the poorer countries, will not take on binding targets immediately. They'll have to play a different role to reflect their economic situation. But I think that our position is very strongly that every country should be party to a new set of commitments. John Howard, the Australian Prime Minister, has said he will seek to support an alternative to Kyoto um, at the forthcoming Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. He said he would consider a system of global carbon trading. Are you pleased about this, or do you think um, it doesn't go far enough? Well, I think the Australian position is very, very interesting indeed. I was told a couple of weeks ago that the Stern Review, the publication of the Stern Review, had had a big impact in Australia, and it, it certainly has put climate change centre stage. And it's important to remember that Australia is undergoing the worst drought in a thousand years. It's the equivalent of their Hurricane Katrina. My understanding of what the Prime Minister Howard announced was, first of all, he wanted to look at creating a, an Australian emissions trading scheme. I have to say that the Australian Environment Minister who's here has made a constructive contribution so far to this conference. The Australian Prime Minister has also said that India and China must be part of any deal. Do you think that's likely? We've got to work with the Indians and the Chinese uh, on the basis of the uh, UN Convention, which is that every country has responsibilities, but they have different responsibilities reflecting their stage of economic development. I think that that is the way in which we should engage the Indians and the Chinese. The Argentinians have just walked in, so I'm going to have to uh, break, break off, because this is slightly embarrassing. <laughs> this shows that these podcasts are live, but I've just had the Minister walk in, and she's now standing at the door. So oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. I suppose that's live podcasting. All right. Guardian Unlimited.